Hello and welcome to the Ultimate Fantasy Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy. It's me, Alfie. Hello. Uh, yeah, game week 24, a uh, bit of a weird one, isn't it? Yes, very strange. Um, not going to lie, the Tuesday night kickoff took me a bit by surprise. In fact, we couldn't rally everyone, but I did manage to rally the secret journalist for the first half of the show. So he'll be joining us to offer his uh, always uh, wonderful insight. And in part three... Will, a.k.a. Top Marks, will be joining us to talk through the fixtures. So that's that's in part three. So you haven't got time. I understand. There's no more time, right? So you might need to fast forward to certain bits, your favorite bits. Um, obviously, they all include me, right? Right, let's just roll the music. So hello everyone and welcome, uh, it's me Alfie, um, I am joined this week by the wonderful, the secret journalist, hi Phil, all right. All right. How's <laughs> well, it going? look who it is eh, Mr, uh, I'm too busy to be on the podcast because I've actually got a job that I get paid for, uh, yeah I know, selfish, who do Very you selfish. think you are eh, yeah, I know, going out earning me money, yeah, <laughs> so you, you've been well? Uh, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Not too bad. Not too bad. Keeping... Seeing as I'm top top of our league, so yeah, things are going all right. Well, we are going to get to that, Phil. I mean, oh, we're going to yeah. touch I, upon I, I, it. I'd get in there quick. <laughs> get in there pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, no, Nathan this week, uh, he's uh, he's serving a one-match suspension. Uh, just a collection of yellow cards is how it works. Or also known as he's ill. So, but we'll crack on. And uh, yeah, nice week. Did you enjoy the weekend's football well, yeah, I was working on it, so there's only a certain amount of enjoyment that I can take out of it. It was all right. You yeah, must have right. enjoyed, like I did, Newcastle's uh, prime smash and grab. Yeah, well, actually, that, that's the that's the only game that I haven't really had any focus on at all of the week because that that happened to be taking place while I was driving home. Oh, really? Um, so, so I, did, I I'm aware of it, and I, and I know that they they absolutely you know did Chelsea right at the death. But um, it was I didn't amazing. see anything of it. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing, ju- just judging by the bits and pieces that I've gathered from it, that that Chelsea basically were had, you know, 85% possession, numerous chances. Newcastle then, you know, just dug in, mm. dug in, dug in, and then hit them from a corner. Hit, hit him right at the end. It was the ultimate smash and grab. It was textbook. Yeah, Bruce would be well happy with that. I mean, I, look, I, I know they're going to be they may well be Chelsea fans listening to this, um, but. But I do enjoy watching that happen to Frank Lampard. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, kind of a, a Leeds United supporter. So, you know, there's no, there's no love lost. In actual fact, if I'd known that that was going to happen, I'd have watched it all through binoculars. <laughs> nice, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, people do underestimate Newcastle at the moment. Even Newcastle mm. fans who don't seem to understand that they're doing all right. Well, the, the, there are look. No, no one's gonna, no one's gonna kind of start labelling them exciting and dynamic, and you know, kind of a team that's going to be pushing for any honours or anything like that. But the Bruce isn't an idiot. I know that. I know he gets lumped in with all the rest of the kind of dinosaurs of English football managerial wise. But he's not an idiot. He's he knows how to set a side out. Um, I mean, he's not he's not going to he's not going to go to teams and start trying to play them off the pitch, but he he, he can structure a side, and, and he's done that with Newcastle. You know, they're, they're hard to beat now, and they've got one or two players that 
on the day that can do something a little bit you know kind of uh, functional and, and attack a side or, or maybe just like bundle a corner in and win a game <laughs> in the 98th minute or whatever it was that's fine oh, but he'll take that I mean he'll take it won't he? That, that's, that's what he needs to so in the position that Newcastle are in at the moment it's just about getting as many points no matter how you can get them mm. uh, Leicester uh, are not uh, hmm, don't look the same anymore um uh, Southampton and Watford are the Vogue teams, though, of course. Uh, Watford, very much the Vogue team to get on board in terms of fantasy football. Yeah, all, all very much so. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, the, the bonus you've got, not just the fact that Watford have turned it around in the kind of fashion they have, that kind of how spectacular they've managed to turn it around. What are they now? Is it unbeaten in seven? I can't remember. Something exactly. like that. So, but the... They've kind of won. I think it's, they've won four at the last. Six. It must be unbeaten in six. They've won four out of the last six. Mm. Now, uh, what what this translates to in terms of fantasy terms is that it means that you can you can start relying on their players in a way that you certainly couldn't have done two or three months ago. I mean, you anyone who had had Watford players two or three months ago would have been get, ditching them and getting rid of them. And the other the big advantage that you've got is that the value will have dipped in the meantime. So you've got a chance of being able to pick them up at a reasonable price yeah, now. Where they wouldn't the maximum. Yeah, yeah. someone like Dawson won't be big price. Messina certainly won't be big price. But as long, you know, as long as he keeps playing well and keeps his place when Firmino comes back, yeah, uh, yeah. then then you know, you you've got a bargain there. Like uh Mariapa's been playing quite a lot for him as well. Um mm. And and so he's someone that you might want to consider. The the big one for him, I mean, this is feeding into them tactically. The big one to look at from a fantasy football point of view is Decore, though, because yeah. he's he's changed him as as what role he plays in the team. Like before, under um, under the previous two managers, that he was sitting a lot deeper and he was he wasn't really getting into the box. He wasn't utilizing that kind of strength and power. That he can bring on in an attacking sense. I mean, I seem to remember didn't he when he first came to the club? Was it his first season? He scored with pretty much every yeah. shot he had. That's when you were like, in your draft team, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and I mean, I, I picked him up. Just it wasn't like sort of any insight, really. It wasn't any intelligence. Although I mean, I can pretend to, it was. Um, but it was just you know, I picked him up because I thought, oh, he's a big lad. He's 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 you know, kind of good going forward, and and he, it'll be a threat in the box. I didn't realise how big a threat he was going to be. But obviously, Pearson's gone in there and said, no, like this is ludicrous. Why am why are we wasting you in a position deep, just doing that mopping up job? when I can put Kapu and he's yeah. got Chalabar playing in there now. Yeah. Get Decore further forward, playing in almost almost box-to-box, like really the kind of attacking role that he's playing. But go and do damage where you can be most useful. And so if you want a midfielder who isn't going to be ludicrously expensive now, but he's probably going to pick up points for you on a fairly regular basis, then he's, he's the one to pick up. Yeah, and we um, really got on that train, actually. 5.6 million, I think we picked him up for. They look like they can win every fixture they go into, basically, don't they? So this, yeah, or, or, or the very least, not get beat. Yeah, they look like they can. Well, they look like they don't concede, and they look like they can score at least, don't they? Mm. And that's fundamentally what you want from football. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, following on the FPL theme, uh, let's look at the team pod FPL result. Now, Phil, you've been uh, your inputs not been as strong because you've been off the podcast. So we've been carrying the baby, as it were. Oh God, what have you done? Uh, we only drowned it a few times. 
Uh, actually, this week. So we arrested this. It was a bit of a festive slump. We've arrested the slump. 46 points. The average right. was 44. So that's the equivalent of getting a nil-nil to stop the rock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, played the wild card last week, mate. Oh, oh right. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that's, that's controversial. Well, you know, there's no point hanging around. So out went Evans, Kelly, William, Zaha, Cater, DCL, which was reluctant to, but it had to because I knew he was going to score. And Martin. Uh, in came Gomez, Williams, Rice, Cantwell, Decore, Ings, and Button. That's Jensen Button, the uh, Formula One racing driver, of course. Who is this Button right. who plays for Brian? It was 3.9. I thought 3.9 for a player that's not going to play. I'll have him. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that, that, like, instinctively, I'm going to say that, that, say, that feels like a waste of a wild card to me. It's not. But anyway, Ayla, you know. No, because Aguero, sorry, Aguero came in as well. Yeah. Oh, so, oh, well, yeah, yeah I mean, that's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty crucial. Sorry, did I, I mean, admit Jesus. that? <laughs> yeah. If you're not going to mention that, then, I'm, yeah, it's going to look slightly shady. But no, that's fine. Okay. Oh, it looks like I forgot to put it on Twitter, too. So, um, yeah. Aguero, uh, who's the main reason? Yeah. Uh, but last week, yeah. captained KDB because what I like to do, I like to captain players who do well the previous weeks, then don't perform this week. So, yeah, consistent yeah. with that. Actually, uh, captain Aguero, of course. Uh, last week, we were ranked 322,163, uh, and we've now risen to 320,139. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we're on our way back there, Matt. We're this just is, solid. We're just pilot. solid. What can I this say? This is the second, the second half revolution, thanks to your brilliant wildcard work. There you go. And Vard, but Vardy's the one. Vardy's the one I have question marks about because let's look a very different side with that. And Didi, uh, what do you think about Jamie Vard's? I mean, he's going to score again. I know, but yeah, I mean, he is going to score, and and I mean, it, it looks worse probably because he missed that penalty at the weekend. Yeah. Um, which was which was poor. I mean, yeah, I, I think he'd set himself a he'd set himself a standard, hadn't he? That he was there was no way he was going to be able to continually reach every week. You know, mm. he was scoring so regularly that there was always going to come a point where he was he was going to have a little blip and a little downturn. Um, I think it just it, it's it's telling with Leicester because it, everything looks a lot worse when Vardy stops scoring because he was the one who was getting all of the goals. So when he does stop scoring, suddenly Leicester look a lot less functional. Uh, and as you as you put it there, like you know, Didi has has gone out of the sides as well, and he is massive for them. He provides a platform that allows a lot of their forward players to go and do the, the kind of biggest damage that they can. Um, yeah, I, I think there are better options than Vardy now. Yeah, I think, well, and uh, his, his price will have skyrocketed during that that scoring run as well. So you can you can cash in and get someone else in on it. The sell price between. Uh, the sale price, there's a big difference between the sale price and the buyback price. That's my only concern. And yeah. uh, there's quite a difference. It's like 300,000 difference. So I'm not really quite sure why that is. Uh, we were planning to bring in Rashford for this game week against Burnley. <laughs> but yeah. you know what? I'm, I'm thinking maybe not. Yeah, I think that's probably a smart move. I think seeing as he, he can't walk at the moment, that might be a good move. And that, of course, means any United player uh, should be off the table then, I think. Well, yeah. I mean, who, who else would you who else would you even consider for them now? I mean, I don't I don't think there is any. Like d- defensively, they don't look they don't look solid. So players like De Gea and, and Maguire and people like that become become players that you wouldn't really consider. There are much better options probably for the money out there. But I mean, you're, you're not going to pick any of their midfield, are they? Because it's woeful. <laughs> they haven't got one. 
No, I mean, who, who, who like logs into fantasy football and goes, hmm, Fred, that's a good idea. Well, the, the only reason I do that is on draft, and I think, has he made any tackles yet? That's yeah. the only unless, thing. Unless you are amassing a team full of your granddad's bingo mates, then you don't pick Fred, uh, Bernard. You don't pick Bernard. No. You know, none of these players, you just yeah, leave him alone. For, yeah, I don't, I don't, genuinely, I watch games of football and I do not know what Fred does. Uh, he does a bit of everything, but not very well, I think. Uh, Pereira, interestingly enough, stats-wise, this will this will blow your mind in that sort of not so really sort of way. Uh, yeah. Pereira actually has the highest xG of any midfielder in the Premier League from the last two game weeks. That is interesting. So that, what does that say? <laughs> that says that stats are a nonsense. I've, I'm, I have kind of a weird relationship with XG in the sense that I like I kind of want to. I understand that it the, the principle behind it, and I understand the kind of theory that goes into it in that it is a it's a better guide than just saying oh they've had so many shots and blah blah yeah, blah. But yeah. but I'm I'm still I still think there's a flaw to it. Actually, I mean I, I still think there are too many factors that don't get taken into consideration. So I don't. I think you need to. Take, just take it for what it is. I would. I don't think there's maybe some parts of the media that put a little bit too much faith. A bit in too XG. much in it. I think you got to watch football first, yeah, and then have the stats as well. Because what you got to realise is that some players can have high XG or high X uh, GI or whatever. But that's because I mean I could get a hundred chances. Doesn't mean I'm going to score any. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's. There was there was a channel I I obviously be being a you know kind of to again reveal my allegiances but to being a Leeds fan I obviously watched these games and, and we we've got a striker at the moment like Bamford who who misses chance after chance after chance but there was one he missed against QPR which you watch it with your actual eyes and you think he has to score that <laughs> you know he has to score it and then it comes on Twitter like all these people but all oh, his actual XG for that shot was not point you know, two eight or not point three or something ridiculous, like really yeah. low, and you think, well, no, I, I saw that with my eyes, and yeah. I know that he should score that. So the disparity between what XG says is a chance and what your own eyes can tell you sometimes the, the gulf is too big for me to place too much faith in it. It's just another Orwellian state, isn't it? It's not an A four, <laughs> mate. The stats say this. No, I know what it is. This is my life. Winston, come back. There you go. That was my 1984. <laughs> nice. Anyway, yeah, nice. to stick to football, let's stick to football. So yeah, overall, like I said, we're 320,000. Uh, but obviously in the official Ultimate Fantasy Podcast League, that's the most important league, of course. Mm. Uh, we've now dropped down to 11th. Ooh. It's not yeah, great, that is not it? Not great, no. Uh, Abraham Abarinwa is still top. He's uh, he also amassed the highest number uh, of game game week points with sixty seven. That's because he had Nick Pope. Hmm. There'll be prizes at the end of the season, so listeners, join us. The league code is PSD BV four PSD BV four. Join join us, just get involved. Right, the highest FPL highest scoring FPL manager for game week twenty three overall. Congratulations, JJ McRae, whose team the Rams amassed one hundred nineteen points. He a Liverpool core of Trent Robertson and VVD. Yeah. Gazaniga in goal. Midfield consisting of Troyre and Grealish. Forward line of Sergio Aguero, who's captain, and Jimenez. And, of course, being Irish, he is a Liverpool fan. JJ McRae, a genius or mad person? So he's got a Liverpool core with uh, three defenders. I mean, it's, it's a bit maverick to go... 
three defenders from one side. Um, I like I like his Jimenez theories. It's always good to have Jimenez in up front. I think on balance, I'm going to go for genius. You're going for genius. I can tell you that JJ McRae of Ireland is ranked 343,171. So I think technically that's a genius. Yeah. Yeah, hey. there we go. Hey. Are, are we above? Yeah, yeah. Are we above? We're, we're above that. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. and we are geniuses. So, <laughs> I mean, that's how so, I'm I mean, aligning it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, if he's anywhere near us, then just by proximity yeah. alone, then he'd be, yeah, of course. He's I mean, if we were yeah. five million, yeah, yeah. Anyone five million would still be genius, technically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So team names. Uh, let's hear some team names. Uh, this one was quite good. This one was in our league. Uh, knowing me, knowing you, Saha. It's quite good. <laughs> it's quite good. The manager's name, Alan Partridge. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Excellent. No, I, I'm I'm all for an Alan Partridge pun. That's good. I That's like good. That. I was really pleased when I saw that one. How about this one? This one I went into the uh, I think I went into the Liverpool leagues for this. Jesus, Mendy, and Josep. <laughs> Shane Kelly, well done. Yeah, gonna be it's gonna be a festive one then. That he's like, he's thought over Christmas. Oh, I'm gonna change it to this. This will be fun. That's not bad at all. Uh, this one is a, a bit of a sinister one. The night man cometh. That is that not a serial killer waiting? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Craig Farrar, if you're out there, try not to kill anyone yet. Thanks. And this one, you're like this one. This one's, uh, this actually sort of fits in with your lifestyle here, Phil. <laughs> All right. Two girls, one schlup. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ross Quinn, yeah. well done. <laughs> Which, <laughs> it, it, out of me, you and Nath, who are the two girls and who's the schlup? Well, I, I, I have thought about this, but I can't actually just, you know, I'm not going to say. Yeah, what things we get off to to offer. (laughs) Anyway, so the uh, that was that. The top FPL manager overall, Chris McGowan, is the new leader after scoring eighty-seven points. His team included Pope, Holgate, and Aguero's captain again. There was a theme. Matt Trohar, obviously, who you know, Phil. Matt Trohar, don't know, uh, dropped down to seventh with a disappointing score of thirty-three. And Nick Tanner, remember Nick Tanner, Phil. Um, he was no. leading. What's happened to you, man? He was leading it, wasn't he? He was leading it. Uh, the oh, ex-footballer. yes, yes. Bristol Rovers, yes, Liverpool. The, 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 ta- the tan man, yeah, the tan man. Yeah, uh, down to twenty sixth now. Yeah, mm. uh, blown it. He's gone. He's gone. The world falling off. Yeah. Right. So that is FPL. Right. Let's move on to draft fantasy now. I know you don't want to feel draft fantasy. <laughs> um. So yes, I'm back. Uh, are you what? Sorry, should we talk about your result? Uh, I, no, I'm I'm happy if you want to just talk about your mid-table stuff. Well, you know, I'm fourth. You know, I was going through a slump. I oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, you're, you're just on the cusp of yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can see. Five, you I think so five points. I, I, I had to I had to scroll a bit, but I, <laughs> I mean, uh, we'll overlook the fact that I have the highest number of player points and uh, are being robbed at the moment. But um, yeah, yeah. All right, harsh, well, you're you know? doing. Let's let's talk about you're doing well. You you won again, didn't you? You won again, fifty points. I did. 
I did, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not taking anything for granted. I'm enjoying it at the moment. Um, I'm not going to revel in this because it won't last Jesus. very long. You've been practicing this speech, haven't you? No, no. This is, this is I, I think, genuinely, in, uh, is it three years we've been doing this now? Or is it longer than that? Longer is it four? four? It's fourth year, yeah. Fourth year. I, I think this might be the, the very first time I've ever been top of the league. So yeah, I, is, I, yeah. this is, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll do, I think it'll probably last a week. And then and then that'll be that. But just for this one week, I can at least take some pleasure out of the fact that that I've risen to the. Well, risen just, to I the just top. think it's nice. I'm on, a, I'm on a really good run though. I'm, I'm genuinely on a really good run at the moment. I just think it's nice to have the, like the lesser teams enjoy the moment in the sun before the big yeah, boys yeah. come and yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. I'm including myself in the big boy category, of course. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I can see because you've got that little star next to your next to your yeah, team, that's which... champion star. I mean, everybody. Yeah, knows. yeah, I know that. Yeah, and that's what right. that's what I mean. Like, you're obviously the big boy. You like you cover tip, but um, big boy with an yeah. eye as well. Yeah, big boy. yeah, no. yeah. No, I mean, it, I I just think it's it must be hard because when you are a team that has like the most player points and you've wasted so many of them in defeats, <laughs> it must just be it must be genuinely galling. And I know I know a man like yourself who's who's you know kind of has some rage in him. You yeah. must you must just sit at home on your own at night. It is awful when you go through the luxury raging. About it all. Although I did, I did get given a favour by Luck League this week. Finally. Oh wow! Well, I, I don't. I didn't because because I only won, I beat Mooney thirty nine to thirty seven. It was, uh, right, it was a okay. low scoring match. It was normally I I'm in the high scoring match, but don't have quite the highest. Yeah, yeah. it's really tight, isn't it? Our league. Um, mm. I'm really glad I picked up Martinelli. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a good chat. Uh, next game week, uh, you've got uh, you've got Dow. Yeah. Uh, no Rashford for Dow. Yeah, I, he's he's not got. I mean, he, he's bottom. So that I mean that that says a lot in itself. But um, he's got he's got some players that he's he's not got the worst. I don't think he's got the worst side in the no, league, which not, is which no is weird. It's a bit harsh on him really because he's actually yeah. got a he's got a half <laughs> decent side. But uh, yeah, it'll probably come good this week, and that and that'll be me for for my skin. <laughs> you done? <laughs> yeah, that'll be me done. <laughs> Fine, right. Uh, don't forget, listeners, if you are still listening, uh, you can contact us on Twitter at Ultimate F Pod. Tell us your stuff. Uh, and we're almost done, Phil, actually, with you, because you've got to rush off and do some stuff. Mm. Yeah, um, stuff. <laughs> stuff. St- mm, stuff. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so good luck with the game week. Anything else you'd like to say before you go? Uh, no. <laughs> Fine, fair enough. Right, thank you, thanks, uh, thanks very much, Phil, the secret journalist. Uh, we'll hopefully speak to you again soon. Uh, in the meantime, everyone else, see you in part two. Tommy Gunn, deluded one. How are you, mate? Alfie, how's it going, man? All right, you, your team, uh, the Owls, are on a bit of a run at the moment. You won again in the uh, draft fantasy, 51-37, you beat Dow. Yeah, 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 we beat Dow, uh, steamrolled him. Um, never really in doubt, actually, from from the off. We were just sort of picking up points all over the pitch, which is really good. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, just, just, just smashed him. So that win takes you up to seventh now. Uh, there's obviously 12 teams in our league, but that's... In a really tight league, that's, that's that's not bad at all, mate. It's not bad at all. Like, I'm seventh in the league, considering I lost my first nine fixtures. 
uh, I think that's all right. Um, there's a little bit of daylight now. Um, I mean, Manners is just sinking like a stone and Dow is just adrift. So uh, between the next sort of four teams, it's tight. But uh, yeah, interestingly, my next three fixtures are all podcast derbies. Yes. So I've got Nate, secret journalist, then you. So um, got it all to play for. I don't <laughs> want to give too much away. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about the next game week. Like you just said, you have got Nathan, uh, which has now turned into a sort of a, a massive derby, a massive yeah. rivalry, sort of like the days of Wenger and Fergie. Yeah. But way worse. Uh, <laughs> way worse. Way worse. <laughs> um, so which, um, you Burnley core, has that been revised? Are you looking to well, change that? Yeah, I, I, I've, I mean, I've carried the Burnley core and they've done a great job half a season. Um, but they are kind of in that in that Burnley patch where they kind of suddenly start to lose a whole run of games. They sort of flirt with relegation. Everybody goes, oh, they're too good to go down. But, you know, they sort of graft out results. They got that 2-1 against Leicester in there at the weekend when they were, mm. they were down at home, but then came through with three points. I, I mean, they'll stay up, but I don't want to keep the core on board. So I've actually moved this morning in the waivers for three Watford players. I've gone Dawson, Mariapa and Messina. Uh, hopefully I'll pick up those three. Looking at their fixtures, they've got Villa today. Then they've got Everton, United, Liverpool, Palace. I mean, there's two there that they could sort of do something with. But I think generally they're on the up. They've tightened things up. Um, you know, they're definitely moving in the right direction. So I think there's a lot to be said for a couple of Watford players, just a little bit under the radar, although we talked about it a bit last week. Um, there's a few teams like that that are sort of turning things around that have Mostly been ignored, I think, because I mean, all of the Watford players are available pretty much on the, um, yeah, the waiver wire. Yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, there won't be for long. I think a lot of people are starting to grow wise to Watford's, um, uh, shall we say, rejuvenation. But anyway, uh, let's move on to accumulator now. How's the accumulator situation going? Um, I've actually gone. I've gone for a mini acker this week because we got midweek fixtures. So I've basically gone all prem, four fixtures. I've got Chelsea to beat Arsenal, City to beat United. Bournemouth, Brighton draw and Everton, Newcastle draw. Um, that's where I've gone. We were let down at the weekend by Palace leading at City for ages. So that just that just messed that up, which yeah. was really annoying. <laughs> um, City, City, it's not like City to let us down when we bank all our things on them, is it? I know, I know. But I mean, that was a, that was a bit of a freak result, really. Um, the other game that skewed us was the... Um, the early Charlton goal at Preston, so that 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 blew that one sort of out of the water really. All the other, I mean, a lot of the other stuff sort of came through, but it's too late really. If only one of your games is down, you're never going to be ahead of your stake. So um, that was annoying. So I've got mini acker tonight, um, and there's FA Cup this weekend. So we'll sit the weekend out because I'm not. That's just wasting money. That is onwards and upwards. Tommy Gunn, uh, yep. good luck with the game yep. week and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Hopefully those waivers won't all go your way. All right, mate. Cheers. See you later. Hello and welcome to part three. In part three, I'm glad to say I've been left by one person, but another person returns. That's right. Top Marks is here. Hi, Will. Hi, Alfie. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. Thank you. I'm very excited about this very strange game week that is about to hit us. Um, game week slash winter break. 
No, no, the winter break's next. Oh. Well, when's That's the... Game. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I don't... I just have no idea what's going on. Just lots of weird fixtures. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's game week slash FA Cup slash game week. That's right. Exactly. It? It's a double game week for Liverpool. So Liverpool and uh, West Ham play on uh, Wednesday next week as well. So weird. So weird. Uh, okay. So uh, in terms of FPL, mate, uh, 54 points for you in game week 23. Yeah. Would have been better if you had Jimenez not on the bench. Right. Okay. Is this what this podcast is going to be about? It's going to be, <laughs> oh, let's pick on Will. Let's look at the silly decision he made, benching Jimenez. Yeah, that was really annoying. I, um, I transferred in Son. I suddenly got... I suddenly thought Son is just going to go crazy against Watford. Uh, I was playing Jimenez originally. Then I transferred out um, Martial for Son and benched Jimenez. Cost me 14 points. Mm. I'm very pleased to still get 54, to be honest. Yeah, I think uh, that's... I th- mate, yeah, it's massively exactly. above average, so don't worry about it. It's still good. Yeah. You, yeah. Can't, you can't think what you've lost. You've got to think about what you gained. That's wise words. <laughs> right, let's have a look at the upcoming game week fixtures. Game week 24. Uh, Tuesday, 21st of January. That's the day. Aston Villa against Watford. Bournemouth against Brighton. Crystal Palace against Southampton. Everton against Newcastle. Sheffield United against Man City. Chelsea against Arsenal. Then Wednesday, uh, we've got Leicester against West Ham. Tottenham against Norwich. Man United against Burnley. Thursday, 23rd. Wolves against Liverpool. Wednesday, the 29th. <laughs> is West Ham versus Liverpool in that double game week for both those teams. So fixture focus, Will. Uh, let's talk Liverpool double game week first. First match, Wolves versus Liverpool. Uh, this was 1-0 at Anfield, only a few weeks back during the festive period. The aggregate score for the past three Premier League fixtures between these two teams is 5-0. Hmm, what do you think? I think Wolves will score. They've scored in uh, every home match this season. Um, there was a nice tweet I saw today from uh, James York at Statsbomb saying Liverpool have conceded no goals in their last seven matches, but they have an XGC, so an expected goals uh, conceded against them of 6.15. So they really have been quite lucky not to concede. Mm. Um, so I think Wolves will score. So I'm, the whole debate this week has largely surrounded, do you want to go with a double defence for Liverpool? Do you want to go with double attack? And I I think double attack could be the way to go, um, just because I think Liverpool will concede. Mm, interesting, because um, I've gone for Gomez for the double defence. Yeah, which is, I think... That's a, it's a really good wild card you've played. It's very different. Um, a lot of people haven't looked at Gomez because they kind of think, oh, Matic's going to come back in uh, and Gomez is not secure. But why would you drop a player who's, no. you know, contributed to seven clean sheets in a row? And if you're looking at value, it's a great use of value. You're getting a Liverpool defender for 5.2. So mm. I, I really like the balance of your team. I think you've done something very different and very interesting. Well, thanks, mate. We had to do something. You had to do something because uh, it was going a bit stale. I think when things get stale. I could do with another wild card this season. I think one more would be perfect. You've <laughs> got a free hit chip, right? Yeah, the free hit. We've got the free hit. I've got all the free hits, triple captains and all that. Um, right. Uh, have, you got, have you still got all those? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm yeah. thinking about the triple captain thing. Whether a weird or wild, crazy thing to do might be to save all those until the towards the end of the season. Maybe I mean, yeah, the double game weeks are obviously the time to play um, triple captain, bench boost, and all that kind of stuff. I think 
you've got a great opportunity this week to play your triple captain. A lot of people are talking about playing it. Um, it would be nice if one of the Liverpool matches was at home. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, I feel West Ham, uh, sorry, Alf, I feel West Ham can probably concede a few goals. So it might be worth playing it this, this double game week. <laughs> Although there was a famous incident last season, wasn't it? Leroy Sane, everyone triple captain Leroy Sane and he got about two points, I think. Yeah, people that have been, you know, a few um, triple captain fails. But this is the first time we've had the opportunity to use the triple captain. It was the first double game week for Salah because uh, they always got knocked out of cups and, and things like that. So they never had a double game week. So it's the first time as FPL managers we've had the opportunity to put oh. the triple captain chip on Salah. That's interesting. I'm not, have you got Salah in your team? I've got Salah and Mane. I've gone for the attacking double up. Oh, Yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. Uh, Mane, actually, against Wolves, uh, has three goals of those last three fixtures. Salah has one, and VVD with the other. Uh, yeah. Player-wise, Lilana started in December for Liverpool against Wolves. Right. Mm. Uh, Wolves lined up without Doherty, uh, and Jimenez and Torre were on the bench. I imagine that's because of the festive pile-up. Yeah. Uh, so which way do you see this going, then? Uh, well, a good point about Jimenez and Doherty not playing. I do think, uh, and Traore, I don't think, played either. So I think it will be a more full-strength Wolves team, which is why I think they will score a goal, even with um, Fabinho potentially returning for Liverpool. I'm still thinking Liverpool are just on a roll at the moment and uh, will bulldoze their way to this title. Um, so I'm going 2-1 Liverpool. Mm, interesting. All right. Well, I fancy a bit of that action. I think 1-1, though. I always say 1-1-1, one, 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 don't I? It's getting boring. Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 Liverpool because it's just 2-1. Why not, eh? Uh, now, yeah, so let's right. then look at the Liverpool's fixture after that on Wednesday the 29th. West Ham. Yeah. Um, this one will be much simpler, you feel. West Ham have the third worst home record in the Premier League. Liverpool, um, unsurprisingly, have the best away record. Uh, this was 1-1 at the London Stadium last season, though. Um, steamroll West Ham into submission, you think? I think they probably will. I can see Liverpool getting a lot of chances. I think West Ham have been um, fortunate not to concede more recently. Um, I'm going for 2-0 Liverpool on this occasion. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky... Because you're kind of looking at West Ham, because West Ham are obviously the other team in the double game. We can think, do I want to get mm. any of their players? And there's an argument for maybe getting Haller... Um, you know, a lot of people have gone for Ings. Ings could be rested. Uh, he then plays Liverpool. So you could kind of go Haller for the next two because they play West Ham, play Brighton uh, in game week 25. So you've got, you've got a nice little set of fixtures there. I just don't see West Ham scoring in this match. I think it's the kind of match where Liverpool will probably rest a few players for the FA Cup at the weekend, I imagine. So they'll come into this match fresh. And they're just on that mentality of just winning every game. Um, and I don't think West Ham pose the same threat that Wolves do. So uh, so 2-0 Liverpool. Good. So Liverpool are going to win both matches. You've yeah. gone for Liverpool double in midfield and Mane and Salah. Have you got a third Liverpool player? Yes, Trent Alexander. Trent, of course. Arnold. You've got to have a, yeah. Who's going to be your captain then? This is the big question. Um it's really between, I'm probably going to put the triple captainship into play and it will be either on Mane or Salah. Mane has taken more shots. It's, you know, if you look at the location of his shots, they tend to be much closer to the goal, like within mm -hmm. the sort of around the six yard box. And Salah's been shooting from a bit further out. 
And with Trent putting in those crosses, you kind of think, because there was a couple of times in the United game where the ball came in and you could see Mane would have been on the end of a, of the Trent cross, but the defender got the header away. So it didn't count as a chance. Um, so Mane's kept getting good positions. I do want, I mean, like Salah on penalties. Um, it's so tricky. If you go like, you know, Salah's been the top FPL point scorer for the last two seasons. So you kind of think, maybe just play it on him, just play it safe. Yeah. It's weird to think that um, the other angle of this, of course, is ownership. And Mane's ownership is at 40% and much higher. So in a way, a safe play could be to go with the more popular player because that's the player more people are likely to captain. Um, so it depends on the level of risk I feel like taking as well. Very hard to is decide. I, I won't decide until like 6.29. No. And then what's going, are you building um, a fantasy football machine in the background? Is that what's happening right now? Yeah. Do you want me to go and tell them to be quiet? They <laughs> no, it's, quiet. it's fine. I just thought the listeners should know that uh, you're up creating something crazy or it's just building work. To, yeah, they did. They did uh, say they'd be, it's literally, I've come up to the quietest place I could find and they start some building work just today. Um, <laughs> I might just ask him to be quiet for like five, ten more minutes. No, then, no, it's fine. We'll, we'll carry on through. We'll carry on. You reckon? <laughs> go on he in, promised go, me he'd be quiet. Go on in, ask, ask him. Go on, go on. I'm going to ask him. I'm asking. This is live podcast radio. Real drama as Will goes off to speak to a builder to ask him to be quiet whilst we record a podcast. Yes, we know those Okay, okay. No problem. Like this. As he returns to his seat. All right, I'm back. So, building work aside, I've gone for Mane, Trent, and Gomez. Good. And Liverpool are going to win all those games. Fantastic. Good. Sorted. Right. Let's move on to the other fixtures. The quixtures. Yeah. Uh, Leicester versus West Ham. This is West Ham's second game. So, keeping in line with the whole, do we get double West Ham for the double game week? Uh, Leicester looked different without Wilfred and Didi, of course. Uh, even Harvey Barnes scored last week. I mean, things can't be right going on there. Uh, having said that, yeah, it was a miracle. Having said that, this was the uh, post-festive fixture that Leicester won with their B team at the London Stadium. That was without, you know, that's basically a Carling Cup team. Uh, Vardy, three goals in eight games against West there. Ham. You were there for that game. I was there for that game, yeah. How was that completely awful? Uh, you saw what a well-coached team Leicester were. Um, the real discipline in, in structure and shape and played well on the break. Yeah, it was that penalty miss. That was the one where Fabianski got the save from the Damari Gray penalty. Um, but no, I thought Leicester were impressive. West Ham, West Ham not so. That was um, Pellegrini's last match in charge. Yes, he was yeah. sacked shortly afterwards, yeah. Mm. So do you expect things to be different this time around, Will? Uh, yeah, no, I think West Ham have improved. Obviously, they've got a new manager, um, David Moyes. But I kind of feel that Leicester will go out. They now need a win, Leicester. I, uh, and I think they, Jamie Vardy will want to score. He hasn't scored for a while. Um, indeed, he's back on the training pitch. Um, so that he could, I don't know if he'll play, but that's, uh, that's a good a good sign. I think Leicester. I think Leicester will go out and get and get the win. I think they need to to get a win. I think they want want to turn around this little slump and get out of it as quickly as possible. Hmm. Uh, I'm a bit concerned about Jamie Vardy, as I was expressing to Phil earlier. I just I don't know whether to drop him or not because his sell price and his buyback price are vastly there's a there's a chasm. Yeah. And uh, I don't know whether just to keep him, just bench him for a bit. 
Uh, I remember it's uh, points, not pounds. So, uh, you know, if you don't think he's going to do well, then you should sell him and bank the profit and invest it somewhere else. Um, Because if he's not going to do well, then his value will drop and he'll be able to buy him back. Uh, cheaper um i certainly wouldn't sell him ahead of west ham though but um <laughs> yeah that's always yeah. good advice isn't it any player yeah. never sell any player before they play west ham that's the golden <laughs> yeah. rule exactly uh, right spurs versus norwich uh this was of course a thrilling 2-2 draw <laughs> over the festive period uh, that's the one with the glorious own goal from aurier of course uh i yeah. think this one would be slightly different though will or are we insane thinking that I think it will be slightly different. You're right. I think Norwich were very unlucky not to win uh, the first game 3-2. Puki had a goal disallowed for offside because his armpit was slightly in the wrong position, which was, yeah, it really sh- shouldn't have been disallowed, that goal. Um, I think Spurs will do well. Norwich don't travel particularly well uh, if they're open. Um, Spurs are beginning. It's, all, it's still that transition period of Mourinho trying to get used to his players, trying to find... Uh, the right players for the system, trying to find the right system for the players. Um, I think Son will have a good game. I'm excited yeah. that he's going to be playing up front, um, probably with Lucas Moura, but I think they'll they'll dovetail quite well. And, and Deli Ali, of course. Um, and Deli Ali, I thought, played very well in the last match, playing sort of some great through balls. And that's what we need to see. Um, it was, a yeah, obviously slightly lucky because... I'm going back now to the Watford game. Uh, slightly lucky that Deeney missed the penalty. Um, but it, it, in general, I was pleased with what I saw from Spurs. And I think it bodes well for the Norwich game. Yeah, exactly what I thought. And I and I can really see Son having himself to a couple of goals in this game. And it sounds obvious, but he doesn't go long without scoring, does he? So, uh, mm. Deli Alli's due a goal as well. And mm. as is uh, Lamella, who had the highest XG of any midfielder in game week 23 across the whole Prem. So, he's a bit of a threat as well. So, your score prediction then, Will? I'm going for a big 3-0 win for Spurs. Mm, yeah, I'm, I fancy a bit of that clean sheet action too. But uh, I think Spurs will underscore, but they'll get, they'll get a 2-0 win. Okay. Son. Son will get both goals. Uh, Man United versus Burnley. Man United, without the rash, they are gash. Um, 2-0 win for United in December against Burnley. But Man United haven't beaten Burnley. I've told Phil this before. Uh, uh, Old Trafford since February 2015. So it's three wow. draws in their previous... Yeah, three draws in their previous three clashes in Manchester. It was 0-0, 2-2 and 2-2. In fact, the rule normally goes that Man United beat Burnley away but draw at home. And that's been consistent throughout. So um, I, I surely no Man United players will be bought ahead of this game. I don't know. Um, Greenwood, well, Solskjaer has just come on and said Greenwood uh, will get more chances and Matter will have to step up. So you've got two players. So, you know, if Greenwood starts, I'm quite excited about him at 4.3, yeah. uh, 4.3 million. Um, I thought Man United were again impressive against Liverpool. Obviously, their formation was particular against Liverpool for that match because they managed to get the 1-1 draw playing three at the back previously. So that's how they set up. I don't think they'll set up the same way against Burnley. I do think they'll get the win, though. I think Solskjaer has them playing particularly well and attacking when they're at home. And I can see them trying to overwhelm Burnley. And I think that that tactic will probably work. I think Greenwood could come in and want to make an impression. Um, Martial... You know, he should have scored against Liverpool. What a chance he missed. Yeah, it was a chance, uh, wasn't it? Yeah. I can see him scoring. Um, 
Yeah, maybe don't buy, don't sell. I mean, I think if you're buying players this week, you really want to be buying Liverpool players, but I certainly wouldn't be selling your Man United players. And I'd be watching how they're set up very closely because there could be good opportunities here for Greenwood and Martial going forward. Mm, so you're going for United win? 3 0. Wow. Okay. Nil nil, I'm going for. Okay. All right. Because <laughs> Burnley go. never get beaten in Manchester. So there you go. Right, other fixtures. Uh, Aston Villa versus Watford. Let's do these quickly, actually. Watford spanked through the 3-0 just after Christmas. No SAR for Watford, mm, which means you imagine Pereira to come in. Uh, Grealish, always a threat. Aston Villa, Watford, 1-1, you think, Will? Possibly, possibly Welbeck, who's, um, oh, yeah. who's training again, so he could come in. Uh, I'm going for a one-all draw here. Yeah, good shout. I'm happy, 1-1. I'm happy with that. Bournemouth versus Brighton. Bournemouth absolutely falling apart now as a fan of a team throughout history has always been poor and uh, in relegation battles that's what's happening now at Bournemouth uh, and they'll be without their goalkeeper Steve Cook of course <laughs> yeah very good yeah <laughs> thank you thank you thank yes. you um, but Ryan Fraser's still creating chances but you kind of feel that Aaron Moy and Brighton would be a bit too much for them Bournemouth Brighton I think I'm going for a one-all draw here but because um, I mean Bournemouth have been awful and they can't seem to score but I do think they might just if there's one match they can sort of push themselves for it might be this one yeah they could even sneak a 1-0 I think actually yeah Palace versus Southampton. Southampton won the last two games at South Park, 1-0 and 2-0. Southampton are, the f- are, so- are one of the form teams at the moment. Palace always can pull a result out of the bag. What do you think? Mm. I think uh, we'll see rotation for Southampton. Hassan Hussle said his players look tired. Um, I'm impressed with Tosin coming in for Palace. I thought he looked pretty good um, against Man City. The touches and little chances that he got. I'm going for one all here. Uh, I'm <laughs> going to go for a Palace win, 2-1. Okay, nice. Uh, Everton versus Newcastle. This is 2 1 in December. Kevin Lewin got both goals. I was I was really reluctant to drop him, actually. I think it's going to be 2 0 Everton. I think the man you drop, Calvert Lewin, is going to get both goals. Yes. Oh, I'm going to bring him back in now. Oh, man, alive. Fine. Uh, right, Sheffield United versus Man City. Uh, I've got this down as a breezy win for City. Possibly, yeah. Uh, I'm going 3 1 City as well. I think. Um, I think City, again, will want to bounce back after that draw. And finally, Chelsea versus Arsenal. Uh, It felt like only last week that these two played. Arsenal revenge? No, I think uh, Chelsea are playing well at the moment. Um, And despite that result in Newcastle, I think they'll find it easier against an Arsenal team who won't be quite so defensive. Uh, So I'm going for a Chelsea 2-1 win. Martinez to get the score sheet for Arsenal, no doubt. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go 2-1 Arsenal, just to be contrary. Good, right. and that's that concludes our fixtures look at, Will. Is there any, anything else you want to just share before we leave? No. Good luck, Alfie. I hope you're... Uh, I'm impressed with your wildcard team. I hope it works out for you. Thanks, mate. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, good luck this game week. Uh, obviously, a strange one. I don't know when the podcast will be back. That's it from us. Um, we'll speak to you soon Will great so thank you to you uh, thank you to the secret journalist thank you to Tommy Gunn uh, thank you to everyone that normally participates in the podcast uh, we'll be back listeners after game week 24 whenever that is and we'll see you soon thanks bye bye <laughs>